0: previously with the Liberators. I think more importantly, I've discovered gratitude in my heart, guys. This has been the best adventure ever. Now, what are... what are we gonna do? Okay, we've found compassion under the ice. So, as far as I'm aware, this is a part of Mylar. And there's still two more parts to find. As far as I can interpret the riddles, which I'm not good at, somehow I, like, hold another shard. Or we have a shard amongst us, and it's not this 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 one that korak has, but the three still need to be united. But until we can puzzle this out, I don't know if we should just follow Landis for the time being and go back. I don't know if we stay on this continent and piece together more clues. We sent away, or you know, Demu and uh, the Warforge group, and just asked us, you know, if you know of any of these. or French capitalists let us know do you have any information and no we did not give them information and then they left and now these wizardy dudes just mysteriously showed up all of a sudden and uh they said they need to take landis to the Primarch and uh i don't trust them everybody else trusts them i don't so ron said this
1: all out loud at the bar. Right? <laughs> he's like <laughs> recapping because he's so drunk.
2: <laughs> Roran, I just, Roran Roran still just still spit drunk. water on my microphone. <laughs> um, Roran, you see symbols of the Shrike Temple. On these oh, items. okay. This is got easy. easy. Ah. Then he's going to throw his axe down, and then he's going to pull his gauntlets off, and he's going to grab you. Please make a oh, uh, athletics check. Wait, athletics?
0: Yeah. Do you owe this dude money? I stood in the middle of this field.
2: That was my first mistake. He grabs you. And instead of moving out of his spot, he's actually pulling you into his spot. (gasps) Uh And he rips his helmet off. You're looking into the face of Arden. Uh He smiles at you. And then he laughs. And he's like, you can't stop the conflict, Roran. And I want you to make a dexterity saving throw. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. You lean back as he goes in for a head bash. And then, out of nowhere, he releases your grip and you hear a very loud crunching sound. And when you recover yourself, you look and his uh, his head is totally smashed in and his armor is caved in. Arden is dead. Thanks to, well, Korak here, honestly.
0: It, what? Arden is dead?
2: Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess we'll start with the group. Uh, Kara said is leading you guys in back into the underground tunnels, um, and he, because I think it's like evening. It's pretty. It's late, right? Like it's dark out. It's nighttime, and you guys were ready to kind of settle in for the night. He's leading you down this this really long tunnel. You're heading uh, like north. You walk for quite a while, and then you get to, like, you can, You start hearing more sounds from the outside. Uh, and you come up into a wine cellar of sorts that looks really overgrown with moss and grass. Uh, it's really dark in here. said, goes in and lights a little lantern, but he dims it. He keeps it really dim. Uh, and you guys walk upstairs, and you see that this is a pretty broken-down house. Uh, and he kind of shrugs when you guys are looking around, and he's just like, well... Sorry. This is the best we've got. It's safe though, I promise, and the sleeping quarters are pretty nice. So, so what's the plan? We're just going to wait for Roran to
3: regroup with us or
2: Yeah, that was my plan was to go back and and get him. He knows these tunnels pretty well. I'm not concerned about him finding his way. Uh I've added some new tunnels, but he'll know the, all the old ones. This is this is one of our our older stomping grounds, if you will. Something that a place that Rinnian never knew about, even though he found the tunnels. I, I He just filled a couple of them in,
4: I think, and so this is, it's helped out a lot. Well, thank you for the place to stay. Um, is this wine up for grabs, or is this personal property of someone else? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, take take it. Uh, Medusa grabs a handful. God would look for the right vintage from car. Tux-
2: We'll call it the... Uh, there's an Amarantine Red.
4: Okay. Pinot. <laughs> Perfect. This is what I'll be drinking tonight. If there's any more, I'll pocket them, too. Or put them in my bag. But Wait, you guys. Do you think... Do you think Roran hasn't been drinking water this
3: whole time? <laughs> <laughs> Whole, this, this whole journey is just leading for me to have this giant level of respect for Roar, and I didn't have already. No wonder he drinks so much. What saving throw did we need to perform now?
2: <laughs> you're surprised in that way that when you think about it, you're like, how How did I not know? This is one of those things that's going to keep Korak awake at night. <laughs> Korak will remember this.
5: It was never water,
2: So Kara Kirsten- <laughs> said. <laughs> i'm sorry I'm just thinking about this picture care says like all right here's the safe house to sleep. the bed's right he turns around and you guys are just like scavenging <laughs> in a wine cellar <laughs> oh okay take your time uh but once you guys are all done he uh he leads you up to a uh hallway in like the second floor and you can tell that immediately that this has been taken Care of a lot better on the second floor, uh, and there is a a set of rooms down this long hallway. And as you look in, there's beds in all the different rooms, and some of them are in different states of disrepair or cleanliness, I should say. Uh, what are you looking for, Medusa? The best room and bed, obviously. <laughs> oh yeah, there's there's one that's like at the very end of the hallway to the left. It's a big uh, like master bedroom. Um, and it's this got, is mine. It's got bit- I'm
3: having frump. I'm having frumpkin just like nuzzling the sheets, and just like we're marking this area. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is ours now. Carey said, first. "Just he nods his head. He's like, oh, all right. Oh, yep. All right. Okay.'" <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he shows the rest of you to like. Unfortunately, there there a lot of them are shared rooms. Um, so he's like, "You'll have to bunk up." i hope that's not weird but that's that's all we've got i have other people on you know on watches um who are going to be coming back here at some point they need to make sure that they have their beds available to them but uh here's a room here who's uh who's let's see medusa got a, a room to herself and then there'll be two two of you two sets of you who'll need to bunk up two to a room and then uh and then one other person who'll get a room to themselves. Uh, not to themselves, but it'll share another bed, but it'll be have someone else in there. And with that Arcana check... <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm investigating, obviously. Is there something
3: magical about the room?
2: Uh, very interesting. You get really paranoid because you start feeling a presence in the house that feels a, a little bit like uh, the how do I say, jet wash off of the shards that you guys have pulled out of the Black Lake and, um, like, Webby's pockets and stuff. Candoros
0: this room's haunted. Trade me. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> haunted, you say? Did you see a ghost in there? Jesus Christ.
2: I felt one. <laughs> yeah, Korak, you're in the same boat as Medusa. You get really paranoid. As see, you start, it's haunted. Candoros. feeling this
4: weird... Like reverberation. The liberators of
3: magic. need to be a little more trusting and supportive.
4: Let me take a look. Me and Jeffrey will look.
2: <laughs> yeah, give
4: There's fucking this. ghosts <laughs> in here.
2: <laughs> I love Ignis. Ignis is like, mm-hmm, yes, ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Do you <guys> <laughs> or, <laughs> Why is your hideout haunted? Is it previous members? Is this the cult responsible? JF, you see uh, a bed that looks like someone has been in it.
1: Do I see it, or do I perceive
2: it? You perceive in all spectrums. I guess that's really all I have to say about that. Gob, with your 19 arcana, you definitely feel what, uh, what you could consider to be ripples of magic that feel very similar to the shards
4: like a shard is close or like the shards we're carrying is kind of producing it if everything around you
2: in the magic spectrum is like liquid and something sends ripples through it and you are holding what if like (laughs) let me know if this analogy doesn't make any sense to you when i'm done explaining it but (laughs) uh you were standing in a pool uh holding the shard that you have right and you drop it into the pool and you watch the ripples that it makes and you watch how those ripples go out everywhere and you could recognize those ripples well it's not the act of something dropping in that you're thinking oh there's a shard here but you're looking at these ripples of magic so to speak and you can't help but think that looks really familiar to me like maybe something or someone was around here that that has that magic on them and it's sort of dragging those ripples around. Did you find yep. the ghost?
4: Place is haunted. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I knew it, we are
0: out of here. I am not dealing with ghosts.
4: But there's a there's a there's a sense of the shards here too, so maybe it's not something we should leave. It almost feels like a shard has been here before. Everyone look around. Look under your bed. Maybe it's still around here somewhere. Look under your bed! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to investigate that
5: bed. I found it in the tank of
0: the toilet. What do I find? What do I find?
4: We are not going to sleep until we know it's safe.
0: <laughs> See? Mr. Webby had the idea. Stab every bed.
2: But no. We <laughs> Medusa, you start looking for magical things. Um, or things... <laughs> ghost (laughs) thinks under the bed Um, you go into the same room that Jeff was in Uh, you see the there's like one bed that's all made up and and ready for someone to sleep in it there's another bed there that looks like it's been slept in already or that someone was in it recently in some form and there's like a small chest of items nearby Um, do you call attention to that at all
3: oh yeah Kandros, look chest, and and I'm gonna Arcana check and see if it's ah.
2: Um, so there's no, in the same way that like now that Gob has kind of suggested that there's shard, you know, God shards about, and you you're you know how like what to look for, um, you start to understand that yeah, whoever's in this bed has something to do with these shards, right? Yeah, Korak, there's something about these possessions that looks really familiar to you. That feels really familiar to you. Um, And the best way I can put it is that you do a little bit closer of an inspection with that 21 investigation. And you see what appears to be maybe some kind of snake scales. Oh, okay.
3: And in my current life, I think the only one I've met is Senegard.
2: That is correct. Uh, do you want me to roll anything to confirm that, or... I could make a history check, but uh, make it with advantage. Yeah, looking at these possessions and kind of racking your brain about, you know, what you can tell about these scales and what that might mean. Um, yeah, you're you're 100% sure that these are scales from a uh, a Corianid um, person. And the only living Corianid that you're aware of is Sanagar. And all these possessions totally match that. The last time you saw him was uh, standing with Raylene Kawahara in Master's Point before you left on your <laughs> your great two-year-long journey.
3: <laughs> okay. In that case, I would probably pick up one of the scales and hold it up to uh, Gob. I can only think of one coronet we've met who would drop these off.
4: You thinking Sanigarh?
3: How sexy does the scale look to you?
4: Yeah, it looks like the (laughs) sexiest scale I've ever seen. Think he's helping out here in Riverstrad then? It'd be great to see him.
3: So I would would assume if Sandegard
4: was here, he was
3: allied or helping with interests, much like ours, but...
4: I know he was an ally back then. I don't know if you've heard anything, but I haven't heard anything from Raylene basically since we... Since we left the two of them, too, um, yeah, um, maybe we should find him, talk to him, see what he knows. Okay, um,
2: so Medusa, your history check, I, I think you, you, they're talking about Corianid, Sanagar, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, Medusa's old enough to have known the Corianid in their prime. And so, looking at the things that Sanagar has in his, like, possession, that in this box, right, of this person that everyone's calling Sanagar, it, it tracks because uh, the Corianid were known for being creative um, back in the day before the war. And so, a lot of the things that he, you know, he's got, like, a journal, he's got some, uh, like, some color pencils and things like that, and, you know, thick parchments and things to, to draw on, and, and basically, he's a creative Um and your insight check i'm unsure of where that was supposed to be i, I think i might have missed the context I'm trying to find out how sexy those scales are
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you
3: gotta tell me
2: now dm you gotta tell me sploosh okay so you guys are are you settling in for the night
3: yeah. not me yep. it's a stakeout i'd be interested in settling in the room that uh we're, we may assume that Santa Yard will return to.
4: Okay,
2: we go over to, uh, Roran.
0: Roran's chilling invisible in his own house. Worried for his
2: sister and father. Okay, um, are you talking to them? Just, like, invisible? Well, uh, last,
0: I believe we left them, they were, uh, the Shrike cultists were coming upon the house, and there was yelling or not yelling but there was a disturbance that was looked like it was a tense moment for my sister
2: did she go out to see what was the commotion um i thought we left it where she did open the door okay yeah there's a there's like a mob of from where you can see like you're invisible gob cast invisibility on you um there's a mob of shrike priests and acolytes and things like that. They're all holding torches and pitchforks because that's what you do. Uh there's one guy who's in the lead. He's got a a big eye patch uh over his left eye. Uh and he's he's looking at your sister and he's like Tala- Talara, we need to see Reardon. In fact, we need to search the house." And Talara's arguing with him. Um obviously like that can't happen. What what are you doing at this time?
0: Ron is in the main part of the house. He's close to Talara. He wants to overhear this, but um unless she knew Gob cast invisibility, I think he's not gonna let anyone know he's still there.
2: Yeah, I don't know if anyone actually saw that happen.
0: Okay. Then just knowing I'm invisible, I am um, just eavesdropping at the door there where she
2: is. Um, okay, so yeah, Talara's like, you've got to be crazy to think that you're coming in here. And the guy's like, Talara, I'm not kidding. Alright, it's time to move. You've had your stand. It's all well and good. You've done your duty. Now let us in. We're going to talk to to uh, Reardon. Um, and you see your father, Reardon, uh, sort of if I remember correctly, he was in a chair at last, right? Was it like a wheelchair type thing? That Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so he he's like slowly rolling himself into the room. And he's like,
5: it's all right, Talara, let them in.
2: And she steps aside. Uh, and these guys uh, immediately set to work. They go everywhere, searching the whole house. Uh, please make a stealth check. Let's see. I'm going to say there's probably like seven or eight of these guys who have all just moved into the house and are searching it with an efficiency that only speaks to the fact that this is a a regular procedure for them. This is a search team. They're used to doing this. They're professionals. However, you're able to sidestep around them. Uh, You don't bump into anything. You don't squeak any boards. Um, All your memories of this house come back so you're able to like, oh, that's a squeaky board or oh, you know, that's a, a door jam that'll you know, making sound if I get too close to it, and this, at one point you're sort of moving in through the kitchen as someone's kind of walking in. You're walking uh, backwards as this guy's kind of coming towards you at not a hurried pace, so you're able to step carefully backwards. And then at the last second, you remember that there's a, a you know some pots and pans that are hanging from uh, a little rack, and you're able to duck your head and and you don't hit them and make any noise. But then the 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 temple uh, priest he. You know, he's looking at something else as he walks in, and he runs right into the pots and pans and makes a, you know, huge crash. And everyone's like, what
5: was that? And he's like, ah, nothing.
2: Uh, is Talara near me? Uh, you make your way back around to – she ha- went and, and grabbed your father and rolled him back into the study where he was when you originally talked to him. And she's just sort of sitting in there as these people run around the house. Um, there's, you know, all these crashing noises and things. And, um, there's there's one person in the room with you, and he's looking through a bookcase. Um, just kind of throwing books off of the shelf and, and, like, moving it around and looking for stuff. Um, but he's kind of off in the corner, and he looks pretty distracted.
0: So, after being disturbed by the ransacking of books,
2: um... Yeah, Roran's never done that before. Nope. Um, how dare he? Uh... I'm going to
0: walk up to Talara and cast this. Just enough where she can see me and whatever.
2: I want you to make a sleight of hand check. Talara stiffens up when you hit her with that spell. Um, You you were trying to... So here's the funny thing. You're invisible. um, But because you didn't cast the invisibility spell, your uh to use a big word your proprioception is a little bit off um you can't see your hands like you would normally be able to if you had cast the spell on yourself you still have like awareness of your limbs right but uh there's a little bit of a disconnect as you go to like try to uh gently like grab her hand to like let her know like this is you and and help calm her before casting this spell unfortunately you kind of bump the chair for a second uh, before you actually get her hand, and it causes her to freeze up for a second, and the the acolyte in the room stops um, ransacking this bookshelf and, and like this this desk and things um, as he sees her flinch, and he's like, "What? Am I scaring you, Talara? This isn't the first time we've been here, dear." And she's like having trouble not making eye contact with you uh, because she can see you now, uh, and she kind of stammers, "I I just." Uh, uh, uh. And what are you going to try to do to help her out with this?
0: Uh, uh, first, I think I will put my finger to my lips
2: and just. <laughs> she, <laughs> nope, nope she, stop. She <laughs> she blinks to let you know that she acknowledges that. Oh, good. And just kind of stops, stops stammering, and just and and then glares daggers at this guy, and uh, he so he stops for a second. And he's looking at her uh, kind of intently. And then and then he shrugs and he goes back to searching the desk. So she looks at you. What are you doing?
0: Um, I'm just going to give her right now a, a look of like, look, I'm here. Everyone is okay right now. Somehow I have to silently communicate to her. All right. I'll do a message on her. I mean, I'm next to her. So do I just touch her or something?
2: No, I think you just have to be able to see her.
0: Yeah. So I just want to communicate short message. Everything's okay. Uh, I'm here. Just, first off, pretend I'm not. Secondly, keep me posted in case things go down. I have to start uh, throwing fireworks
2: at these guys. Um, she's able to whisper back to you. <clears throat> and... After you tell her everything's fine, um let me know if I need to jump in. She she's like uh she looks at you and she says, uh, There's a box in father's room that has a seal on it. You need to get that and hide it or destroy it. It has information of the underground. Oh, I'm gonna go get it. Okay, make a stealth check, please. Ooh. Um, you start walking up the stairs, and there's a man coming down the stairs, and these are really, this is a really narrow passageway. <sighs> you see that he's holding a box that has a seal on it, and before I tell you the rest of what happens, make, uh, are you going to try to grab it?
0: Yep, I'm going to try.
2: Okay, I want you to make a sleight of hand check. Uh, you... Smack this box out of his hand, but you do it in a way that makes him feel like maybe he lost his footing. Um, but the problem is, is that you do this at the time that he was already about to run into you. So he basically gets like side clothes lined by an invisible barrier. And then this box goes slamming out of his hands. Um, He starts to, like, fall down the stairs, and obviously there's a huge commotion, so there's, like, four more cultists who are running in from other rooms, and they're like, what happened, what happened? And uh, he looks up the stairs, and he's, like, searching, and he can't see anything, and he's like, there's someone else here. What are you going to do? Okay, did I grab the box, or is the box on the ground? You were able to stop it from falling down the stairs... Uh, The priest is, or the acolyte who is carrying it is, at the bottom of the stairs, you are about one third of the way up, and the box is at your feet. And they are all staring up the stairs, about to do something. I
0: am probably going to do a stealth to silently head up the stairs. I will probably try to find a way of escape through a window. Okay. Okay, are you leaving the box? Oh,
2: I thought you said I had it. It's it's at your feet. Oh, it's at my feet. Damn it. Make an arcana check as you feel a tingle on the back of your neck. That sword you picked up is calling to you. You can feel it like static electricity on the back of your neck. I guess I'm gonna pull out the sword. One guy, one of the five people that's standing at the base of the stairs, moves his hands and speaks an incantation, and then all five of them Um, Their eyes glow for a second, and then they all make eye contact with you. I want you... Are you going to attack, or are you going to run, or are you going to... What are you doing? Whatever the first guy in front of me is. Um, Okay, you draw the sword, and you lunge, and you plant that sword right into his heart. And there is a blast of divine light that comes out of the sword. (laughs) And it throws all five of them, or all, f- all the other four at least, up against the wall behind you. And the one man is dead on the end of your sword. And the others are basically knocked out. But the problem is the other three acolytes slash priests in this house are now running towards your position. What are you going to do? And you hear Talara scream from the other room <laughs> as this blast goes out.
0: Uh, I want to get... I need to find... Talara so or Rinian I need to protect them. Uh, did
2: you mean Reardon? Reardon, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Rinian's not here, but that's an interesting... That's an interesting goal. Ooh.
0: I'm just gonna call these guys out to give me a little protection at the time.
2: Awesome. Do this stay with you? Yes. Excellent. Tiny little Christopher Lees are yes, the little here. Christopher Lees are helping me now. Drawing tiny little curved lightsabers.
0: So I'm gonna f- I'm following uh, uh, Talara's screen.
2: Okay, so you pick up that box and you go sprinting into the other room, where Talara is, like she's she's grabbed Reardon the in the little wheelchair and she's like, starting to try to move for the door, uh, to go outside, um, and. There is one priest who's starting to enter from the door—not the door that you came in from, but the one that's like there's one. There's another one in this room, to another, um, like another parlor kind of room. And he's like sprinting in, and you hear the other two footsteps from the other the other two people in this um, house are somewhere further down. Uh, one of them's upstairs where you were about to head, and there's another one further down in in the house. Um, maybe they were down in the cellar. That's a lot. And in order to get out of the house, you're going to have to travel over these five bodies in this hallway. Okay, so give me
0: a description. Who, which one's the, like closest to me? Which ones are closest to Talara and uh, Reardon?
2: Uh, the, the closest person to all of you is the guy who's running in from another parlor. And the other two are still, as of yet, out of sight.
0: Okay. But we see the guy coming out from the parlor? Yes. Okay. I'm going to cast flame strike on that guy.
2: Are you still holding the sword when you cast this?
0: Yes, I have a one-handed sword and one-handed the uh, box. Oh shit, I see what you're saying. Cuz
2: the sword isn't really my holy symbol. Um well, you you cast the spell without really thinking. Um you're just in, like in this you're in the zone, right? And you don't even think about it. This it feels so natural holding the sword. Um it as you cast this, and you're holding the sword, you look at the, at the uh, the hilt and at the base of the blade, going into the hilt, and there is a holy symbol on it. Yes. And there is a huge burst of light and heat, and that man is gone.
1: Oh, because that was the sword he found yes. after the battle.
2: Okay, gotcha. Yes, yes, yes. Why didn't I pick up the sword? <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> um. yeah there's a scorch mark in that parlor where he once was not the parlor roaring in the parlor with the magic sword
0: <laughs> so i'm assuming my family is making for the front door
2: yes talara has reared in over the bodies um, you hear someone shout, HURRY! And then you hear Talara scream, and a man launches himself down the stairs, uh, and tackles Talara and topples Dang it. over your father. It's gonna blade barrier him. Oh, man, okay.
1: Wow! You can't mess with Roran. He's on his home turf.
2: Um, does... No, 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 no. That's, uh, that's an eight and a nine. Because he's rolling with disadvantage, because he is airborne at the oh, time I that you cast this. Um... So, you can't, you hear him go, "Hey!" and then your sister screams, and then he turns into bloody ribbons <laughs> as he passes through these floating I blades, tried. um, just dousing the. Wow, Roran you're like scary right now. Just absolutely dowsing the the hallway here in in deep crimson blood. Uh, splattering over the the unconscious bodies, the the body of the man that you stabbed through the heart, and onto your father and your sister. Sorry, uh, Talara doesn't even say anything. She just picks uh, Reardon back up and and pushes for the door. I'm gonna f- follow them, try to protect them. Are the other guys still coming after us? There's someone else that you can hear, but they're uh, they're still. Too far away, you can get out the door without even seeing them. I would bet we're gonna escape. Okay, all right, you guys Uh, get out of the house. We'll probably make um, and you whatever is the next closest uh, entrance to the tunnels. Okay, uh, you start. You take the lead, and you lead Talara through into the woods nearby the house. Um, You see torch, more torchlight. uh, What you assume is more. Um, priests or, or even maybe uh, the river shroud like Lawmen are approaching the house. Uh, you you lead Talara and your father through the forest to a little area where you had a, there was a big, gigantic like sequoia tree stump. Um, something that was cut down even before you were born. Uh, and you push on a, a little notch on the trunk and it opens up into the uh, the tunnels. And it's funny because you see, Kara said standing there, and he's like, "Bloody hell, Ron! What did you do?" No time for questions. Literally, literally, bloody hell. <laughs> uh,
0: they were gonna attack me, and they almost got our secret
2: of the underground. We need to hide. Yep, yep. I think you're right. I'm gonna guess that the house is is uh. That's a burnt asset. I'm going to go collapse the tunnel. You get them to the safe house. And uh, and then he just dis- he describes the, the house that you know very well. So you
4: know how to get there.
2: Um, and he runs off to go collapse the tunnel.
4: Goodbye house.
2: Um, yeah. You get back to the safe house with Reardon and Talara to see uh, everybody crowded into one tiny room with two beds in it. Um, and Medusa is rubbing some scales on her, and <laughs> Gob is going through a trunk.
4: Roran, you gotta try this wine. <laughs> Here, let me get you a glass. Something smells like burnt people. It's just this vintage.
0: Don't mind that. Why are you pilfering through our wine?
4: But we're guests? Your, uh, <clears throat> your, uh, uh, your cousin said it was, it was cool, so, uh, man, I'm the one who failed my hospitality why check. Why wouldn't
0: we be... Uh, well, thankfully, we saved my family and the secret of these tunnels from those, from that shrike mob. So, for the temporary time being, we are safe.
4: Cool. So, everything went smooth up, up top?
0: Very smoothly. It's a little traumatic on my end, but I'm good. <laughs> yeah,
4: I, Talara's
2: got like a thousand yard stare. <laughs> I check on them. Are, are you guys okay? Uh, she looks at you and she's like, "She's like, when, when the hell did you learn how to do all that? That's, I never in a thousand years would have thought that you could have done something like that. What happened?" Uh, look, sometimes
0: you gotta learn that. Yes, all of life is precious, but when there is evil out there. And especially when it's attacking the ones you love, you got to just do something about it. I had to learn ways of defense and killing that I am not proud of.
2: Um, her eyes well up with tears and she grabs you and, and hugs you and she's just like, oh, oh, Roarin!" And then she says, thank you. Thank you for saving us. And then Reardon goes, even if it was kind of your fault. <laughs> Shut up, dad. He's he's just giggling. Uh s- maybe surprisingly to you he's not super phased. He seems pretty uh he seems pretty all there other than being tired and sick.
0: You're going to have to remind me before I say anything else. Did we already did I already talk with them about um Well shoot. I'm hoping we can all rest up without
2: or with more than just two beds. Oh, th- there's plenty of beds. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Kara said uh when he eventually comes back, he's like, I'll I'll just have to um I'll go get some cots or something, and and he uh, heads out and grabs some other like supplies to set up sleeping areas um so that when his people come back. He he wants to make sure Reardon has a bed. You should all
3: join us in hiding in this room. Put the jump on the snake man.
2: Snake man. Um gar has got some other interest here. Uh, it has something to do with the bear kin. I'll, I'm really not sure, but I know he spends a lot of time out there with them, near the
4: river. I heard you mention these bear kin last time too. Um, are they what they sound like? Bear, bear people? That are they helpful? Are they enemies? Or
2: it's very meta, very meta, Gob. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> 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 I just have to know. <laughs> Yes, uh, the the <laughs> the bearkin. There's um there's seven different tribes of, of bearkin, um, located all around the the world. Uh, you know we just happen to be closest to the tribe of the of the river bearkin. Uh, mountain there's some mountain bearkin over on Iadenton. Uh, the forest bearkin are down in Elsira. Well, the Arctic bearkin they're they're also on Iadenton, but they. They stick close to the Chigota Sea. The Desert Bearkin are over on Dilge. They have a some kind of a temple out there.
0: Do you know what dealings he has with them?
2: I I don't know the specifics of his operation. I just know that he's got he has some relation some working relationship with them. They they're not I mean, bro, you you know the Bearkin. They're, they're not like unhospitable, but they certainly like to keep to themselves. They're
0: not—they're not the friendliest of neighbors.
2: Uh, yeah, I've never seen anyone as accepted by them as he is. It always struck me as odd, but uh, you know, he's—he's he's giving me a hand finding supplies and—and—and and, and getting supplies from the bearkin to bring back here. I, and he's able to move it quite stealthily. They—they they have their own routes through the forest that evade the Sh- the Shrike Temple patrols. So. I'm trying not to look a gift horse in the mouth. mouth. If he has something going on with them, I'm happy to let him have that.
0: Do you think they would be good allies against the Shrike cultists?
2: I think they would be good allies. I don't know how easy it's going to be to convince them to help us fight the Shrike temple. The Shrike temple mostly leaves them alone. They don't really have a reason to be angered by him as far as i know
0: and out of character does sanagar have anything gets a strike temple
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah what's that history check for there korak
3: we'll just say korak was thinking about something just he'll just ask it um do we know how old the barrican is out here how long have they lived here how old are the people
2: um you know, I think mechanically Korak I or rather Aaron. Let me start referring to all of you by your character names forever. Um Aaron, from now on, when you make a history check, I want you to make it with advantage. Um just because you have oh, a, yeah. you have this ability to recall lots of memory. Um you know that Bear can exist. You also know that there was a time when they did not exist uh much like the edder cap that did not exist at one point until suddenly they were
3: the bearkin you haven't met the bearkin yourself he's never relayed messages to you from the bearkin he's just he has oh, an interest in them. oh
2: I've met the bearkin and he, he gives a knowing look to Roran <laughs> he's like we we know the bearkin we've had our own run-ins with them they're They've been uh, coexisting with River Shroud for some time, and you know River Shroud and Arca Tyakos Windbluff. Um, occasionally, they do trade. They mostly just keep to themselves, though.
3: They don't seem to like the Shrike's
2: temple, do they? Like I said, they don't really have a flag in this game. They don't have a. <laughs> they don't have a dog in this fight. They don't have a spoon in this ice cream. They don't have a. <laughs> ship in the sea they don't have a... <laughs> let me see if any other analogies i can well, come up with other than their own
0: survival the... they're not really yes. interested in fighting
2: they're they're very they're a very closed off community they don't talk about themselves much they have some purpose that i'm unsure of and i think reardon actually like comes rolling into the room at this point um, causing the whole house to bow out because of how many people are stuffed in this room. And uh, he's like, Well, first of all, let me say I'm shocked that my son and
5: my nephew would be sneaking out of the house when they were younger and consorting with the
0: bears.
2: And then he winks. He's like,
5: Yes, you think that you tricked your old man, but you did not.
0: I stare at him, feigning innocence. Yes,
5: okay. Well, you can keep playing that way, but that's fine. The bearkin have existed alongside River Shroud as far as I've ever been alive, and as uh, as Kara said has explained, they are very secretive. Now, I don't really know Sanagar much. I had some relations with him, uh, some professional relations with him, uh, some time ago when he was still a diplomat. But I remember even back then he he had some mission he was working on. And it, it seemed to revolve around the bearkin. They came up in conversation quite a bit. He didn't he didn't like talking about what the mission was. I just knew he was doing something. He was always busy, always asking questions. Uh, and then I think Reardon looks at Jeff.
2: And he's like,
5: I don't recognize you. Where are you from?
2: Uh, I can't really remember.
5: Oh, that's too bad.
1: Just kind uh, of around.
5: You an orphan? Yes. Oh, that's a shame. Maybe, uh...
1: I don't know. I moved so, around so much as a, like, young kid, but I don't really remember. Uh, what, what is
5: that What is that symbol you've got there on your jacket? It looks like a dragon, but sure.
1: Yeah, it's a dragon.
5: You study dragons? What's your profession?
1: I don't really have a profession. I'm just kind of jack-of-all-trades, you know, good at magic, that sort of thing.
5: I see. Did you spend much time in Dilge? I seem to recall seeing that that symbol somewhere in Dilge, it's hard to recall. I could be getting that wrong. Maybe it was uh this is closer to Harpcry.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> probably Harpcry. I've spent most of my time down there in uh Higher Orwan.
5: If you ever remember where you're from, I'd love to hear the tale. Yeah, me too. Myself am something of a dragon fanatic. <laughs> and he
2: kinda casts a sidelong glance at Ignis. <laughs> Ship up. God. Slowly step. Away. <laughs> Man, not
0: Roran's dad too. I hope,
5: I, hope, <laughs> I hope you'll forgive an old man's curiosity. I,
2: I I think he's he's kinda giggling as he's realized like what he said out loud to like a dragon in the <laughs> <laughs>
5: I've always loved the tale of um Indipitous
1: the Blue. It's quite the tale. Isn't it? <laughs> that name sounds kind of familiar. Where have I heard that name before, Indipidus
2: Uh Reardon looks really excited.
5: He's like, Ah oh, yes, the tale of Indipitus. It was the he was the the great blue dragon. Should be ancient blue dragon at this point, I think, but dragon of immense power said to be formed from the dust of gods
0: what did you say
4: i heard impetus was actually dead exploded in a flash of color when he had to face the great wizard oral
5: oh yes most recently oral oral the excellent and his band of of um wizards went seeking him and uh trying to find the something the armor of well, uh, it's probably not important, but. Yes, it oh, uh, makes was... me
1: feel really sad for some reason to hear that dragon died.
5: Well, it's unclear whether or not Endipidus actually died. There's many who believe he's still out there traveling across the plains. <sighs> the legend goes he was made of uh, raw god stuff, so really it, you know, could be anywhere. Could be right here, right now. <laughs>
0: not, no, Just kidding. Roran's not laughing as he has the face of a <laughs> mathematics woman.
4: The legend I was told was that armor of Osiris could actually control him.
5: The armor of Osiris. That's what that is.
4: And then he
2: looks back Osiris? at Jeff and he's like,
5: that's where I've seen that symbol before.
2: And Gob, I actually want you to make a... History check with advantage. You finally look at this like pin that uh, this buckle that um, Jeff has on his jacket, and it matches the the, some of the symbols that you have seen on the armor that you collected from Zenatha.
4: I would keep talking to Roran's dad though, but not not draw attention to it at this moment in time. Yeah, the legend, legend goes you have all the armor you can control control the dragon.
5: That's what
2: I've understood about it. What,
5: what uh, What's going on here? I feel like I've said something. You all have experience with this.
2: And he's actually looking at
4: Gob when he says that. He's like, you.
5: something passed across your face. You know this You know this dragon or this legend. Well.
4: These are just old stories my dad used to tell me. Bringing back memories of him. That's all. Well,
5: they're, They are good stories. But uh, ends a little sadly. Uh, well, you know, in in my lifetime anyway, I was able to under- understand that the story of Oral the Excellent actually came to an end. So that's that is sad, but at least um, at least you have these memories. Good, uh, even if they're a little bit sad. As your father passed too.
4: Yes, he passed about the same time as Oral, Oral the, the Excellent. Why don't you tell me about your
5: snake-headed friend over here? Medu- she's a Medusa. What's what's going on with that, Roran? How, how do you all know each other? Uh, where where are you from? There, Medusa. I'm from El Sira, but a very, very long time ago. Back before uh, they built the fort? Back before Gauntlet started his reign? Yeah interesting there's very few people who, who can remember far enough back to, before the war master
2: took over remember the
1: peace remember <laughs> the peace.
2: Uh, and then finally his gaze comes to rest on Korak and you my friend
1: where,
5: tell me where you're from depends how much time do you have you Can tell an old man a story I have plenty of time
3: I just smile at Roran, and then look at his uh, his father, and just say, Do you know Garrusil?
5: Yes? Oh, I'm his son. Well, can't say I was expecting that one, but okay. You, I, you're not the first demigod I've met in my time, but you are the first that I've met of Garasil.
3: I also asked a bit about Samigar, because... We actually met him in Masters Point some time ago, and if he took interest in River Shroud, it makes me curious if there's something more going on that we need to know about. Maybe that we can
5: help with. Yes, um, Sanagar, yes. Um, I don't know what his business is here, but if he's working with Karasad, then I'm sure you'll have an opportunity to meet with him, and if he find if you know him, if he finds out you're here, then there's a very good chance he'll come and Find you. We can wait for that to happen. Um, Talara, would you grab me another blanket, please?
2: And there's a pause, and he's like, Talara. And you guys look around, and Talara is gone. Um, Roran, you see a note written in Talara's hand. Um, it basically says, uh, "Gotta go. Have to find husband and children."
4: You think your sister's in trouble out there or in danger, I guess. I
0: should have thought of this earlier, but those cultists might come after her family.
5: What
2: time uh-huh. is it? It's like uh, probably midnight right about now. It's very late. Uh Reardon puts an ar- uh his hand on, on your arm, Reardon. Reardon. Let me re-repeat f- this whole sentence
0: Rorden, son of Reardon son of Raiden
2: (laughs) (laughs) Reardon Reardon reaches out and puts his hand on your arm and he says
5: I know that she's your younger sister and you worry after her but she's quite capable if she's gone to get Alton then I'm I'm sure they'll they'll be fine Alton's a, a capable
0: wizard I need a location spell I'm scared for her guys
2: cares that you didn't see her leave? I... No, I was... Well, I was uh, just keeping an eye out on the, the tunnels, making sure I didn't hear anything. Um, she must have gone out through the forest, which is not great. If, if uh, she's seen coming from here, this could burn the safe house, but... I'm trusting that she she took the precautions necessary. Did she acting strange at all? She's mentally okay? Um, I don't know what happened Other than
0: being traumatized by what I did to those priests Um, I think she's okay But those priests are probably looking for her And for her family
4: I know it's hard, Roarin, But if we all go, we might actually be putting her in more danger One person's a lot harder to find than all of us That being said, if you want to go, I'll go with you Thanks, Gob.
3: Did Korak meet her? I can't remember.
4: Yes, yeah, she came in
2: with you guys. Uh, or she came in with Roran and, and Reardon for very brief.
3: Roran, would you want to ask her a question? Would that ease your mind?
0: Oh, yes. Okay, well, with that, then i like to send a message to freak
2: her out and say, Yo, sis, are you okay? <laughs> out there in the world somewhere. Uh, Talara hears Korak's voice in her head That says yo sis you doing okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, Is that literally what you're going to say Is yo sis are you good <laughs>
3: it, I'll
0: elaborate more If Roran's cool yeah. with that
2: Ma- Make it clear that it's Korak speaking BTW
0: for this is Roran V and Korak I'll leave it at that, yeah, that I'll, Roran's basically like hey by the way This
3: is Roran talking through his attractive friend um and then i'll have his
2: message (laughs) um you hear back um okay that's weird but i'm good i uh we're getting the kids out um be gone for a while
3: dude i don't think i learned anything i should have thought about that harder do we
2: know where the kids are, roaring? Uh, I guess she could have sent back um, with Alton now, getting the kids out. With Alton now? Um, it doesn't sound like she's in, oh wait, she's not in danger yet. She
3: didn't say, oh my god, this is how there's,
2: there's an urgency to the message, but it's not a panic. Okay. I'm just going to tell her Please be careful.
0: We'll have Kara said help you.
3: All right, I'm not going to burn another spell slot. Okay, I you, sorry, bro, I didn't. Yeah, she's not <laughs> here. She's not here. Or not.
0: <laughs> I love you, but I'm a warlock. Sorry, warlock. Okay. <laughs> I'm just teasing.
2: Is there anything else you guys want to do for the evening, or are you going to call it a night?
0: I just, I just want to ask Kara said. To... See if he or anybody he knows can go make sure.
2: He, he he um he like, he looks at you and he gives you like a come on, he's like I've already sent I've already sent a message I'm out just making you know, sure in my ways just <laughs> trying to get people out there to help her. Of course, of course, she's central to the underground. She's going to be taken care of for her. Okay. Don't worry. Glad
0: you all got this handled. I don't I don't even know what's been going on. How how long have you
2: been out of? River Shroud for years, 30 years 30, 35 years so
0: many years decades
2: I've been doing this about 30 years okay I trust you we might need a rest here yeah I, I would suggest that everyone gets some sleep it's been a long night and I imagine we're going to <laughs> I imagine we're going to have a long a long time it's, it's going to be a long few days Uh, And with that, I think as long as nobody has anything they want to do, um, we can say you guys go to sleep, rest up, wake up the next day. Um, Roran, when you look at the sword the next morning, the holy symbol that you saw light up on it um, has changed slightly. And it now looks partially... Uh, as though the symbol that it had on it before, which you would recognize to be um, agrashad. Uh, the symbol for Agrashad, it has started to uh, sprout some branches as though the symbol of Pleth is uh, intertwined with it. Um, yeah, this is not like a regular sword or a regular holy symbol. I think we kind of touched on that. This is like in this is the avatar of Agrashad. Um, And because it's not just a regular holy symbol, it it is actual, like, divine presence. Um, It is able to interact with other uh, pieces of divinity like that. And so uh, your holy symbol has sort of merged with it. So you can use them interchangeably. Uh, Like, you can use your staff or you can use the sword. Okay, uh, you wake up the next day and you wake up. Korak, are you sleeping in that room that Sanagar was supposed to be in?
3: Yeah, yeah, I would do my best to kind of sleep in kind of an alert position, but I would definitely still allow myself to rest.
2: Um, okay, so you wake up, Korak, and Sanagar is standing over your bed. Oh god. <laughs> not not creepily, but he's like he's he's there and he's at the foot of your bed. <laughs> Hello,
3: Sanagar. Hello,
2: Find Korak. No, you're not in my bed. My bed's right here. I was quite pleased to hear that you had come in to town, and I'm even more pleased to know that you're staying here. Are you all available for a small trek? I know you're in the middle of something, but I have something even more urgent.
3: If Roran's not in the room, I would at least want to pull him into this.
2: Um. Yeah. It's like morning, first thing in the morning.
3: I would, I would at least like. I guess to speed it up, I would kind of discuss with Roar and it's like, hey, I think there's an important thread we need to pull out here. But what exactly are we doing? Are we doing anything with your family? Do we need to? I don't want to like ditch your family if they need us right now.
0: Well, doesn't look good to have strike priests dead in their house right now.
3: Sandigard, you've lived a long time and you've seen a lot of stuff. Change so if you say something's urgent, I imagine it's very urgent.
2: It is, and we can we can come back. We can be back before midday. I just have I have something I need you all to see, or at least at least you and Roran. I should tell you, Sandgarde,
3: my memories are back, so I do know Bear can exist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's- this helps immensely. <laughs> okay, good. That grand reveal is unnecessary now. <laughs>
0: Look upon the bear kid All right.
2: Um, okay. um Kara said. Kara said. Looks at you guys, and he's like, "Because, Roran, we can't really do anything until after midday, anyway. Um, that's when the changing of the guard, so to speak, happens. If you want to go with him, he's got his own his own roots I'll take the I'll take the rest of the group, and and uh, we can figure out something to do." Make sure that Reardon stays safe and healthy. And
0: uh, Sounds good. Just make sure they saved enough wine for me later.
2: <laughs> he gives you a wink. A knowing wink. Okay. Um, so just as like a quick montage, you guys very quickly move through um, some tunnels, some other buildings, some like broken down trenches... Forests uh, through a section of creek. Um, he's got this whole route. And eventually, Roran, you start to recognize the country start to turn into a uh, bearkin country. See lots and lots of signs on the trees for where the bears are. Um, you can see signs of civilization. And uh, and like there's definitely some sections that you actually recognize that you probably visited as a youth. Ah, yes. I remember this area. Uh, and he leads you to a cave where uh, there are some bearkins standing out front. Uh, and they they nod to Sanagar, and then they sort of go to block you three from entering. And Sanagar's like, it's it's fine. It's fine. They're with me. And they move to let you in. Uh, and Sanagar takes you uh, down into this cave... Where you end up passing through um, a couple different compartments, and all of them contain different magical presences. Go ahead and roll Arcana for me, all three of you. <sighs> oh my God. Um, yeah, all th- <laughs> all three of you feel very strongly that this cave has uh, a magical presence in it, very, very, very similar to the shard that you- the shards that you are holding. Roran um, with compassion, Korak with memory.
0: Korak, do you sense <clears throat> how similar this feels?
3: It's like something scratching along my bones, yes.
2: I feel the same. I've been doing a lot of work over the last 1100 years, 1200 years. It's been a long journey. Korak, you weren't in Dustfall when the gods came down but I was I was at the center of the blast, in fact of uh, the goddess of growth and watching her divine body sitting in the bottom of that crater I knew that something was going to have to be done, And so I've been on a journey for a long time and I think you are all ready to hear about it assuming that you are familiar with the 12 shards of malar yes
3: wouldn't say we're scholars of them yeah.
2: well I've been on a journey to collect those 12 shards well rather 11 There's a, the 12th one is not available and I've managed to collect 7 over my time some time ago I created the bearkin to keep them safe for me created life I did was why the world feared the Corianids so much our creativity was uh, a sticking point for a lot of people and he's walking you down this uh, this long passageway of tunnel and this presence is getting stronger and stronger and he's like a lot of people tried to wipe us out so that we couldn't do exactly what it is that I'm doing now and he leads you into a room where this presence is overwhelming it feels like um, static electricity every step you take and he walks you around a corner there's bearkin everywhere and they're all armored to the teeth and he says um I don't know if you remember what the gods looked like Korak but I need you to brace yourself for what you're uh, about to see And he uh, leads you into a final passageway that uh, goes to a big metal door that the bear can roll away. Uh, He takes you into this room and shows you a structure. uh, What can only be described as uh, a bunch of glowing orbs or gemstones, except they exist in such a way that it it boggles your mind just to look at it. Uh, It almost hurts your eyes. It's like, it's like looking into the sun, uh, for just a moment, and having that burn in your eyes. When when you look at something else, you can't, can't quite see what's behind that shadow that's now in your vision. Except, except you can see it, but it's taking all your focus. That's a really bad analogy, but that's kind of that's kind of how this looks when when Sanagar shows this to you, and and he looks. He looks so weary when he looks back at you and points to the structure. And he says, I've spent the better part of 1,100 years, 1,200 years, just collecting these seven. And I've been searching and searching and searching for the other four. I know where the 12th one lies, and I don't know how I was ever going to do that by myself. It's going to need someone. I haven't been doing all this by myself. I'll introduce you to my team in a minute. But war, growth, structure, power, secrets, preservation, chaos, they're all here. They're all here. And Fersha, the goddess of growth, she was the first to fall. That's, that's how I nearly died 1,500 years ago. She came crashing through the Temple of the Twelve. And I knew I had to do something. I had to, to take their essence and, and put it back together again. I, I can't stress to you How lonely of a journey this has been. Because nobody understands the importance of piecing Melar back together. Now that his death and self-interest and hatred is the only piece that has consciousness and is ruling the other gods. That's dangerous. And I know you all see it. And that's why I've come to you today. That's why, Korak, I told you about your father. I I knew you before as the Harpy Herald, Kanderos. I'm sure you're familiar with that tale by now. That's why I told you in Raylene's chambers who you were, because I knew you didn't know. But I know because of who your mother was that you have it in you to accept this truth. Now I expect you're going on to find the other shards. I'm going to get these packaged up, and get them to you before you head out of River Shroud. You must take these with you, unite them with discovery, with truth or memory, with honor. And when you find love, put them all together and then find a way to get Garrusill to agree to merge them back together with himself. Now, I didn't do this alone, and I didn't do it with just the Bearkin. I, I think it's time I introduce you to my team. And he walks you to another corridor where a Warforged man stands out from. And he says, Thank you, talk. You can take your leave. And he opens the vault, and there is an elephant with a goblin riding on top of it, and an Eric man with wings spread out in glory. And they are all currently petrified, turned to stone. Uh, And we swing all the way back to the Liberators back in River Shroud. Kara said has you guys um, in a a warehouse building. And he's like, I don't actually know what it is that this guy wants. Um, but, uh, we're, we're just going to hear him out. And, uh, from what he's told you, I'm not just going to drop you in media res. He's told you that you're, you're supposed to be meeting, meeting with somebody, some, uh, noble or something like that, um, was reaching out to the, the feelers that said has in the underground. Uh, and these, uh, these kind of burly dudes wearing, um, <laughs> like secret service uniforms, <laughs> <laughs> Come, uh, come walking into this building, and they look like maybe they would have been prepared to try to like bully Karasat a little bit, but they weren't expecting him to have backup. And uh, and he's like, he just kind of smiles. He gives like a knowing smile. He's like, yeah, that's like a yeah, nice try. Um, and they they're like, we represent the interests of one Mister Craven. Lord Craven, excuse me. And. He needs your help. And he has information for you from the inside. And can probably give a lot of sway. He's got lots of money. They rub their fingers together. And they're like, um... So we'll, uh... If you're willing to work with us, maybe we can talk this out. And uh, that's actually where we're going to end for
4: tonight. That was...
3: Is that the petrified party from one of the one-shots
2: they sounded familiar yeah that's uh, <laughs> yeah gotta gotta talk uh, or orbis
4: and orzo
2: orzo ha- and cool. hazard of flame with uh, hazards elephant gambi gambo gambo
0: <laughs>
2: dumbo <laughs> um, yeah, cool.
4: dumbo dumbo
2: yes they were uh, preserved I was going to
3: comment, but I was just, like, in so much, like, I was trying to collect myself, but it's, like, a weird way of keeping your co-workers
2: alive. past their lifespan. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks, everybody, for getting on. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was so good. Thank you, Jason. Awesome. Nice thank you. <laughs> nice to have a last-second session. Um, Yeah, I I know. I know that was super short notice. And so I I know that like the joke is that we don't have anything else to do on uh, during quarantine, but it still means a lot that you guys uh, all rally together and get this going.